Hey everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we return to Deep Space Nine with the third season episode, Civil Defense. This is the one where, as Cisco, O'Brien, and Jake are in one of the old ore processing units and deleting files in the computer system, Jake comes across a file that has no name. And when O'Brien tries to purge the file, the unit goes into lockdown as a recording of Guldukat demands the Bajoran workers to end their revolt. This turns out to be part of a counterinsurgency program that Dukat had created when Deep Space Nine was formerly Tarak Nor an ore refinery station that used enslaved Bajorans as their workforce. The rest of the episode is Cisco, O'Brien, and Jake trying to escape the ore processing unit, Kira, Dax, and Dr. Bashir in ops, with Garrick eventually joining them, and Odo and Quark in security as the station goes into lockdown as every attempt to circumvent the program activates another more deadly one. Civil Defense is an episode of Deep Space Nine that's well regarded, but isn't considered one of the go-to classic episodes of the series, even though this is the episode where the attention Bajoran workers meme comes from. And personally, I think it deserves a lot more praise than it's been given. For starters, I think this is a great episode that shows off the strength of the main cast. Seeing them figure out what's going on and then use their experience and expertise to figure out how to solve the problem is something that is so refreshing to see and is surprisingly rare in the franchise. If these characters are supposed to be the best of the best, we should actually see them be good at their jobs in dealing with the unexpected. And the character work done between the groups is just fantastic. It's nice to see Jake bonding with O'Brien and some more frenemy banter between Quark and Odo. It's here we find out about Quark's cousin Gala, who owns his own moon, and that Quark has higher security clearance than Odo. And we also get more Garrick here, with some one-on-one -on -one time with Dr. Bashir and perfect shade thrown at Gold Cot. It shows once again why Deep Space Nine is arguably the best of the Trek series, just from a character perspective alone. And speaking of characters, here we get one of my favorite Gold Dukat episodes. At this point in the show's run, Iris Steven Bear and the writers were worried about Dukat becoming the friendly neighborhood Cardassian. So here, we get to see Dukat revel in his villainy before being drawn into bickering with Garrick and one of my favorite moments of dark comedy in the series. Let me guess. Someone tried to duplicate my access code, hmm? Dukat! What the hell are you doing here? A short time ago, I had a very strange experience. There I was, patrolling the demilitarized zone when I received a distress signal from me. Or at least a recording of me. It seems the Bajoran workers were rioting on Tarak Noor. <laughs> I must admit, it piqued my curiosity. I see. The auto-destruct program has begun. Well, 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 you are in trouble. Where's Commander Sisko? I trust he wasn't vaporized while asking for one of those Roctoginos he's so fond of? No, last we heard he was trapped in the ore processing unit. Hmm. I wish him well. Well, can you help us or not? Oh, most certainly. All I have to do is enter my command code and shut down the program. Well, then do it! All in good time, Major Kira. All in good time. But first, there are a few things we should discuss. Red leaf tea, please. Doctor... 
you got? You'll find I don't react well to that tone of voice, Major. <laughs> Garrick, groveling in a corner. That alone makes my trip worthwhile. Garak, easy, Doctor. It would appear that the computer is only targeting non-Cardassians. If you had been on the station when I designed this program, I would have made an exception in your case. Well, you've always been short-sighted. It's held you back over the years. As I recall, your father had the same flaw. My father's only flaw was trusting you. Funny, at his trial, your father said that his biggest flaw was that his ambition outweighed his patriotism. Maybe you two could settle this at another time! You're right, Major. But believe me, Garrick, that time is coming. Major, why don't you join me in the commander's office where we can talk in private? Oh! I forgot. The replicator. Well, it's the least I can do. You can all rise now. You're safe. For the moment. I'll be back in, say, 25 minutes. Ducat. One to transport, energize. Energize. To cut. If you are seeing this recording, it means you tried to abandon your post while the station's self-destruct sequence was engaged. That will this not be is permitted. Outrageous. You have lost control of Terra Knorr, disgracing yourself and Cardassia. Your attempt to escape is no doubt a final act of cowardice. All fail-safes have been eliminated. Your personal access codes have been rescinded. The destruct sequence can no longer be halted. All you can do now is contemplate the depth of your disgrace and try to die like a Cardassian. I love that moment so freaking much. The only thing that I would change is to hold the beat of Ducat waiting to transport out just a little bit longer so that the Chuck Jonesian moment of Ducat's shark-like smile going from smug to, oh shit, would land even harder. Also, I love the fact that there's now a shootout scene where two characters are standing up and fighting since they know they can't be shot. While on the surface it's an action and problem-solving show, Civil Defense is another episode that deals with the reality of the series of how the station that is now under Federation and Bajoran control, and a strategically important place in the Alpha Quadrant, used to be, as Shaxx and Lower Decks would put it, a tacky fascist eyesore, and that the Cardassian occupation of Bajor and its effects still linger on and are literally waiting to kill everyone. It also astutely points out that those who do align themselves with fascists are often the first ones who get screwed over when shit hits the fan. And speaking as someone who works in the film industry both on set and in the production office, this is why you read the call sheet. Had Ducat seen that Leggett Kell, his former commanding officer, was scheduled to film his talking head after Ducat wrapped for the day, he would have known that he'd be trapped on the station if he tried to beam out. 
As for the episode itself, this was another attempt at a bottle episode that proved to be a lot harder than anyone expected. While the pitch itself from Mike Crone of Man vs. Machine worked, it was making the Jeopardy intriguing and the inner story of the characters that was the hard part, so much so that almost every single writer on staff was at one point given the assignment to write the episode, none of which met pillar standards. And while they eventually did crack the script, the director, Reza Badi, had no prep time for the episode. So considering the circumstances in which this episode was conceived and made, it's a minor miracle that this episode turned out as good as it did. Bowen Young Kim, one of the writers on Star Trek Discovery, had this to say about the episode. There's always that one episode where everything just clicks for you, the one that makes you realize when you're helplessly in love with a show. This was that episode for me with DS9. It had a wonderful balance of action and comedy, vaguely disguised as a bottle show, for which I have a great affinity, through which somehow every character was given an opportunity to shine. It also brilliantly utilized the space station and its notorious history as a Cardassian station, creating, quite literally, a ticking time bomb. While I was already in love from the first time that I saw a duet, Civil Defense is another episode of Deep Space Nine that helped to solidify that love further. Join me tomorrow when we jump ahead to Season 4 of Deep Space Nine to one of the all-time classic episodes of not only that series, but of all of Star Trek. Live long and prosper, and also, live well.